0: Well, welcome everybody. Here we are talking about coaching. Um, my name is Yannick. As always, I'm here with uh, Silva and Nikki. Hey. Hey. Good to see you. Um, let me jump straight in. Uh, so uh, I have a question I'm bringing out of uh, a current... Current events have led me to it Uh, because uh, avid viewers of the podcast, uh, we are on YouTube if you're listening to this, uh, if you ever want to wondering what our faces look like. Um, I've uh, been moving. uh, You might not have noticed things changing, you know, to the left and right of me. Uh, It is because we are moving. We're moving internationally. We're moving this Friday. So um, (laughs) that plant behind me started getting closer and closer, uh as you know my house looked started looking more like this <laughs> and i I recently wrote about that. people don't notice I notice it acutely, right uh, for me, it's like so crystal clear. also when I walk into my room, it's just the other day I was walking in, I'm like, oh my God, this looks like horrendous. It's amazing that I'm able to curate this image in a way that doesn't look. It's actually not messy, right? It's actually really well-organized. It's just so full of stuff. So um, it made me think about uh, virtual backgrounds because I considered putting a virtual background. I'm like, why do I play this game with like doing things and curating it? It's because I really don't like virtual backgrounds. I really, I don't like blurred backgrounds. I always feel on some level, what are you hiding, right? And in coaching, that's poison. Um, There's something around authenticity that I'm like, There's something you're hiding from me, right? What is it? Um, And I don't care about a messy background and most people don't care whether your background's a bit messy. Um, I I guess we all kind of clean up when people come to our house. Um, I I think there's a professionalism element when it comes to the state of our consulting room and on Zoom, that's the consulting room, right? So it it might be a bit messy if there's like a couple of cups uh, or some empty water glasses. I usually clean up a little bit right before a new client comes. And I think that's fair that we're doing that. And I got challenged by someone, um, Evelina, I think it was. Thank you so much. Uh, She's like, but, you know, isn't that kind of manipulative? Aren't you pretending that you have your ducks in a row or that you're not a messy person or, you know? So that got me thinking, well, uh, we dress, right? We wear clothes. So we are all hiding something as soon as we do that in a way um also i think yeah there's that professionalism element um so that makes sense to me and i've been i've been quick to reveal when people ask me how are you doing or they picked up that i'm moving it's like how's the move going and it's very quick to be like "Mm, well this is how it's going right (laughs) so i don't i don't feel i'm hiding uh but it certainly made me question right and i totally get when people have a preference not to reveal their Private life, which might be happening behind them, and you know, then don't invite them into the house and give the clients a tour of the whole house. So, in a way, what's behind the plant is also equivalent of what's in the other room, right? So, I can see why why somebody wouldn't mind, and maybe the effect isn't as much as as we might think. Um, but I just, you know, I I, I don't like it, <laughs> and there's also this just this edge around. It always makes me think. Um, so I wonder, I wonder what you guys think about that.
1: Yeah, for me, it makes me think again of just the previous episode we had recently, and that element of uh, transparency, I think, actually is is a good word for it. Um, I was just thinking about it. You know, obviously, I'm currently in a situation where I'm moving around, and I don't really have a totally private space, nor a space that I have control over, compared to when I'm used to be settled in my flat in London and had a dedicated space and kind of invested some energy and effort into making that a welcoming and serene background for my clients. Right. I think you said the word professionalism, that's what struck me as well. I think, you know, if we have a set office space, I would consider it part of my professionalism to prepare it and make it ready for in-person clients or Mm -hmm. clients on the screen.
0: Um, But then as long as this is professional, (laughs) you know, really this matters.
1: Right. So as long as
0: that's professional, then it's professional. So does it really matter what's happening in the background?
1: I mean, I think to a certain extent, you know, like in the environment I am, there can be distractions and that could be distracting for a client or a viewer. I think the occasion on which I would blur my background or have a different background, I would do that. Probably I would flag it with the client. I would say like Hey, I'm currently, you know, in a setting over which I have very little control. So, you know, if you want to see it, here it is. And so now I'm going to put on a, a blurred background or another kind of background for their, for the benefit of their experience and not having the distractions. Um, mm. I had a client actually used to blur his um, background. I, I didn't find that disruptive, you know, um, but I wonder if the other way around from the client's perspective with a coach. Yeah, I think it's maybe a different expectation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that distraction piece is a really important one mm. because that's that's in the client's interest. You know, you don't want their eye to get caught by the cat that is running around in the background. You know, I, I get distracted by cats, but positively, <laughs> you know, sometimes we can use these kind of situations for the sake of the coaching, but like if there's movement, you know, if there's a car drawing behind the window or there's some traffic or, you know, like it's private because you're using headphones and everything, but like occasionally there's somebody walking through the background doesn't necessarily mean uh, that that's unprofessional, but it, it means that you're protecting the client from that kind of distraction, so that they can really focus on what matters, which is the relationship between the two of you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm always curious if, if someone has background blurred or has a virtual. So, what is behind that? <clears throat> also, to like I think it's a little bit what Nikki said, but it's like if it's a client, I'm curious to like what's the meaning they're creating around it, hmm. how is it affecting? Because I've had um someone I coach, and he was like really ashamed There's so much shame around like like if you would only see like what's going on here and then and I was like show me and I was like let me show you like and it wasn't so much different yeah like man, right it is you know I think it's for me like meaning is important and like what yeah. meaning are we creating <clears throat> and on the other side personally I like simplicity I, like, I get distracted really easily and I think it's like me like so I'm, I'm looking at like what what serves me right like even here we moved in recently i only started working from here a week ago but i'm like looking like what the hell is on top of that what's that there
0: <laughs>
2: and like the stuff on top there right and and i'm in my head like well maybe the client's going to like look into like what's that right ah. I
0: looked at people's books in the background for sure, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how are they reading this? Or oh, that's interesting. And I think there's a lot that can happen within the coaching, right, on both sides. I like that the conversation is taking a turn into our clients' blurred backgrounds. Um, but like uh, two things I want to mention. One was uh, I I, uh, I used to have a Japanese katana on the top of the of the bookshelf, like a sword, uh, and I had the most wonderful conversation with a client who said like. Is that a sword on your bookshelf? <laughs> Why? Th- I'd never take you the for the person who would have weapons in the house, uh, and it's it exactly what you say, Sivash. It was about what that meant to me, and there was a conversation around. It. I, I got it out of a hunch, really. Uh, I won't tell you the long story, but basically, for me, it represented discipline and repetition. Uh, in martial arts, there's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of discipline. And I, I kind of felt drawn to buying a katana at a time where I felt I really needed that in my life. You know, and I wanted it as a reminder for it to, uh, for it to be, for me to value that more, uh, you know? So that led to a lot because turned out her son was really into katanas and she was really worried because for her, it was, it was a weapon and nothing more. So it's like, oh, holy shit, I'm really worried about my son. And then, you know, there was... A lot that she she was offered a different perspective uh, with me having no context whatsoever. she just like asked me and i I um agreed to give her an insight into you know, my stuff and my personal life uh, and that was really helpful. that would have never happened otherwise um and likewise, on the when a client's background is blurred or whether when they're moving, when they were using a virtual background, I also get curious the question is do I feel they're safe enough yet uh, to reveal that to me? And I could ask them and it goes beyond blurry backgrounds and virtual backgrounds. Right. I, I sometimes ask, well, I, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, beyond the zoom frame that we often curate quite well. Um, we had a, a guest in the coaching lab, uh, Eric Larson, who started the session by, Hey, w- would you invite me into your home? Is it, is your camera portable? Could you show me around? You know, and then, Like a a checkered dance floor, like a breakdance dance floor, you know, PwC, uh, PwC, (laughs) PVC, PwC PwC dance floor, that would be quite something. Um, So uh, it turned out it's a breakdancer, right? And that led into a wonderful conversation about who he is as a person, what he values, how he sees the world, belief system, social life, hobbies, like what his passion is, what he's like revealed so much just by, hey, would you show me around? So now sometimes I like I invite people to like well, I'm curious. It's fine, you know. If you if you don't want me invite me in to that level yet, we are still getting to know each other. Um, but like, that can be a fantastic coaching session if we get curious about that.
2: I think I've said enough. <laughs> I'm happy to stop here unless I unless think there's more. Is that question right? Like, what are you hiding? You know, Mm. maybe the person is not hiding anything, but it's that like exploring that? And and I do think like there's value in the fashion thing, simple. You know, uh, I definitely think there's value in that, and and sometimes that means blurring, right? Sometimes it means just keeping like a a virtual background, right? Again, is the thing paying attention to like. What is it doing right. I've had um you know a colleague that had a virtual background I'm just like losing my presence, thinking like what's going on there in the background hmm. and then I figured out later there was like someone walking around there her son was walking around right but it's just that like it's I think it's keeping things simple, it's more professional, right but again, coming back to like what's happening in this. Do you notice the other person is losing presence? Yeah. Do you notice there's something else coming coming
0: yeah. up? I think it's the act of choosing to not reveal it, whether that's an, a hiding or whether that's just a my boundaries are up more. Right. You might meet somebody who who didn't intentionally choose to hide anything behind them, but just as a matter of uh, of character, they're just not letting you into their life to that degree, bit guarded. Which is fair, you know uh, I've noticed many, many more clients that I've seen in organizational context had virtual backgrounds on just because there was a there was a a protection of you know who who they are
2: yeah and and something else that I've noticed with myself and again, this is I don't think it's for everyone. It's like as I got more confident, I started allowing more in mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like in the beginning, it was just like. Well, I'm going to keep things really simple, black or white wall behind me. And I'm not going to share what's happening on the other side. Right. But now it can just be fun. And I pick the camera up and like, by the way, I just started the session. My son just went to nursery and it's like, this is what he left behind. It's like <laughs> a bunch of mess everywhere. right? <laughs> so, you know, in my tea break, if I fall, you know, that's what happens. Right. But it's, <laughs> I can, and that's what I find myself. And I've noticed that with some other coaches as well. Is like, as they're getting more confident and just in their work and their abilities, but also I think in their practice, is like, they can share like what you did. Like, like, hey, by the way, this is what's happening here.
0: I think people just connect with you more when you're real, regardless of how awful you think the real you is, (laughs) you know, or how messy or how disorganized or, how X fill in the blank, right? I think if you are willing to reveal yourself to your clients as a coach, they're much more likely to reveal themselves to you. And so I have a clear stance uh, against uh, blurred or virtual backgrounds. Uh, and yes, I'm also taking Evelina's point in terms of yes, I choose to still curate this square. You know, I've been quick to reveal it, and I'm I don't feel like I'm hiding it, but I. I do keep it relatively clean and nice. Uh, and you know, so I brought up some questions of like, why do you even bother <laughs> cleaning up anything? Uh, but I think there's an unconscious trust in people when they, when they come in, not clean, but like, right. We take a shower, we we dress uh, like we dress up a little bit, maybe when we meet a new client no, no. Like, Nikki just came from a beach, you know. I, I would absolutely love that because you're just so fucking real, and I would immediately trust you because you show up as you are. Um, and I wouldn't have a problem if that was the case. And you know, I just something happened and I rushed or I didn't have enough time to take a shower because you know my daughter just did this, that, or the other. I wouldn't have a problem whatsoever to just turn up as I am. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I want to, right? I want I like this to look nice. <laughs> so that's, that's real, I
2: guess. Yeah. It's... It's... Go ahead.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, it's just, um, I don't think I had a strong feeling for or against before, and I don't think I do now, but certainly what I feel I'm getting out of this conversation is the fact that maybe I hadn't even thought about it that much before, even though I've definitely been in a situation where that's been of like applied to my coaching scenario. And I certainly, yeah, I think I would, see it now as an opportunity now that we've had this conversation to just yeah I think it's a great opportunity to ask to have a conversation about the client with it and like you guys said kind of what comes out of that conversation especially around the subject of authenticity or like concealing things of themselves or me maybe about my background I think again it's you know I feel like this often comes into our conversation these little things can just be such an opportunity to actually build trust and you know have you know something yeah quite special
0: it it just dawned on me though that i really need to step out of my perspective for a moment as well uh and for example my my wife is an is a lacanian psychoanalyst uh, amongst other things but like her perspective on the work is to not reveal yourself because by showing up real so to speak quotation marks <laughs> um you're losing the position of an analyst because the your position as an analyst is not the position as a you know person necessarily. You're the analyst, right? So I know many coaches who work in that way as well. They would they would if you show up with all of your background, metaphorically speaking, then your client will make a bunch of assumptions about who you are, and that's not helpful necessarily. It's helpful in many ways because of the relationship building and, you know, being real and authentic, eye level, you know, all of that stuff. I love working in that way. That's my way. But there's certainly a lot of value in showing up as a canvas for somebody to project on, right? If I have a virtual background or just a white virtual background, just nothingness somebody would well, often it still happens right oh but you're like this and that and oh you are so busy or you're so successful or you know you're a coach you must know this or you know there's a lot that it says about this person saying it than it is about me so if i don't reveal much about me other than this my face you know uh, if i dress in plain clothes and you know avoid a lot of assumptions that i'm making or statements i'm making if i don't talk about me in my personal life and my opinions then I, we can really, really focus on the client. And as soon as I reveal myself, that's less possible. So it was important to me that I bring in that perspective because that's a really good argument for virtual backgrounds.
2: Have we had a question before? I'm curious. I think we did. Did we have a question about dress? Dress. Yeah. How we dress in
0: the coaching? Oh, yeah, we Way did. Back yeah. Back when? It's one of the least watched episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Hop over, people. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you make the connection. Uh, that, yeah. I,
2: think, I think it's very similar. Like, I remember like years ago, I, wouldn't, I would never show up in a hoodie, especially <laughs> something that's public. But then for me, it's now it's like, well, let me be real. This is sometimes how I
0: feel. Yeah, also, good. your prices are going to be on the website soon, so <laughs> you can afford it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah but you know i, I think it's that right like, it's like is that playfulness and i think there's no there's no right or wrong like you you can create this business right you can create this life and in in a way like just understanding like the impact of everything i like this idea i, I, I think it was in the prosperous College book this idea like you know just having like an interrogation room like, where you just have a lamp and it's just, like, a blank room with walls. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I love that idea of a coaching session and just, like, in an integ- interrogation room, right? mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, like, you know, you can, you can have, I invite someone in a coaching session and she was, like, can we co- can we have a session in Mayfair? Like, why Mayfair? She's just, like, oh, I want to just, like, be in that. You know, environment, yeah, every environment of abundance. And stuff. I was like, all right, cool. Well, you pick the place, let me know. And I was like, well, that's gonna take me freaking like an extra hour to travel an hour back. Like, you know, and it's these little things, but sometimes it matters for the client, but it matters for the coach. And I know there's one coach who operates from Mayfair, right? I think these, these things can have an impact the environment, how we set things up address yeah.
0: everything oh, yeah yeah and that particular coach's environment is very well chosen to create this atmosphere and it can be really helpful but also i think it needs to be authentic um, but if it's authentic thing from, from the client yeah absolutely i would totally follow that um hey we need to i'm having a lot of time we need to bring this to a close uh, just because i'd really love to talk about that third question of ours um, while we in this recording session so um, by the way those of you who are wondering about what the hell uh, I mean uh, we are streaming live on Facebook um, so we are just going live and doing a couple of sessions and then later on we, we added individual episodes so if you, if you can't possibly wait longer to get more content from us uh, follow us on Facebook and uh, keep an eye out for the next live stream with that thank you very much let us know what you think Thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your commitment to learning and growing as a coach. Just a few things before you go. First of all, we're doing this for you. So if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, do send us a question. Secondly, we're not doing this for profit. So we rely on your support to help us reach as many coaches as we can. So if you can send this episode to a friend or tell a fellow coach uh, about what we're doing here, maybe you can subscribe or leave us a review or even support us on Patreon. Um, That would be amazing. And lastly, you can find us across all major platforms. So uh, whether you like to watch or you like to listen or you like to download episodes and listen to it uh, in your car while you're driving through somewhere with no internet, uh, you can do so too. Um, And that's it from us. Thank you, and I hope to see you next time.